0: Welcome to On The Spot with Melinda Garvey, the On The Dot interview series, where we sit down with some of the most intriguing and interesting women to watch featured in our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of On The Spot, now available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Today, I'm sitting down with the fabulous Alta Alexander, owner of the high-end clothing boutique, Altitudes, which is located in Austin, Texas. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of On The Spot with Melinda Garvey. I'm really excited to bring you a fabulous woman today, who I happen to know personally, And that's even more fun because I know a lot of the ins and outs, and I'm extra excited to share her story with you. Her name is Alta Alexander, and she has a super cool hip boutique called Altitudes here in Austin, Texas. So welcome, first of all. Thank you for being on the show with us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's my first blog. Oh,
0: it's exciting. Yes. You know, what I love about so many of the women that we interview and so many of the stories is there's never a straight line. It's just the zigs and the zags and like what you did and what you came from. And so you own this boutique now and you had sort of this dream, I know, and you certainly worked in some, but then you also worked in the tech world and did that. So I'd love for you just to share sort of this crazy journey that you've had and sort of pivotal decision points along the way and like what got you to where you are today. So just tell our listeners your story.
1: Well, fashion is always, let me just start by saying, fashion has always been my passion. But yes, I did take several detours to get to this point, I guess, but I definitely will say that everything that I've learned along the way, I've utilized in in this capacity. So I'm really excited that I did go through all of those, like a winding journey, if you will, to get to this point. So I worked, I was the marketing manager for the Austin American Statesman, love that position come in mightily handy. Uh, I have been the public relations manager in a high-tech arena, worked in the communications department of applied materials. I handle all their philanthropic giving. Again, something that I utilize in this capacity. Worked for Freescale. I've worked for the state at the Office of Civil Rights. So I've done the gamut. A lot of things uh, just to kind of bring me really home to where I belong. At least that's what I feel.
0: So tell us how the boutique actually came to be, because that's a pretty sweet story.
1: Well, my husband gifted me the space for Valentine's Day last year. And what, 17 years prior, on our probably second or third date, he asked me, what would I do if I could do anything? And if I could have my own business, what would I do? I, of course, had thought about it, but, you know, it's scary. So I just told him and I said, well, you know, I'd, I'd own my own boutique and I'd have everything that I like there. So usually the things I like, most people like, that's great. So fast forward, 17 years later, he gifted me the space to turnkey on my dream
0: and here we are. Wow, that's awesome. I think that we probably have a lot of really jealous listeners out there. And probably a lot of people are like, hey, honey, what, wait a minute, why aren't you doing that for me? Valentine's Day is coming up. No, that's awesome, and I think that sometimes the people that are around you and that love you sometimes can be the people that are more fearful, and they don't want to see you to fail and stumble, so they sometimes can hold you back. But then sometimes they can also be those people that give you that shove that you might right. not have made this leap had he not said, "Boom, here you go!" Like, what? What are you gonna do? Say, uh, "Change my mind,"
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you two things. I kept this a secret. I kept it under wraps from February during the whole build-out process. So I kept it under wraps. I didn't tell really anybody. I think I told my mom maybe about August. I know I, I'm good at keeping secrets. So from February to September, it was just completely, like they say, you know, elbows and ass. That It was work, 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 trying to do the build-out, find the shelving, the racks. That was huge, you know, to find someone who could make custom racks at a decent price. I mean, of course, if money is not an object, you know, you don't have to worry about it. I have to worry about it. I think that was probably one of the biggest early on struggles was to find someone who could actually build out the racks.
0: And I think that, you know, it it is so interesting, um, all the little things that you don't know that you're going to have to know how to do. And as an entrepreneur, you just figure it out okay, so where would I start? And you Google and you ask people and you, you, you figure that out. And that's so right. much a part of being an entrepreneur. I think so many people who aren't often asked, like, how did you know how to do that? It's like, well, I didn't. Somehow you stumble into it. And I think that that's the, the scary part, but also the fun part, right?
1: It, it actually is. And I love the part. When you look back, I'm big on prayer to help guide me. Mm. And so I would pray about literally everything. I'm sure God was like, seriously, stop coming to me. <laughs> but I really pray about everything. And then for some reason it would come to me. And so I attribute a lot to him from a business standpoint. I definitely tapped my husband. He has a pretty uh, business savvy mind. So
0: I always go to him for that. Oh, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about first. Yes. So you were the first, and I think this point still the only um, African-American woman boutique owner in Austin.
1: Not the only, but the only upscale.
0: Upscale, okay, awesome. You know, when we talk about being first, there's a lot of talk about being sort of the only. I think that often women feel a little bit siloed, especially you came from tech, you know, being a tech company. So being not only a woman, but being an African-American woman in that area. So you probably have had over your career journey, a lot of experience with being the only, the first. So can you talk a little bit about just that experience
1: in my earlier career life, yeah, there were lots of times I was the only African-American in the room. And these were some of my first introductions to just kind of pushing through the fear, you know, just making sure that you just don't become a wallflower just because you're the only one of a certain hue in the room. And I would tell myself as I was going to whatever event, you're going to probably be the only one. So you're going to have to deal with it. And luckily people were pretty much so embracive. So that was good.
0: That's great. And I think that anything like that pushing through and certainly, you know, women have had to, to do that and still continue to have to do that. And I think more and more now that they're being able to see more women like them. And that's our whole reason behind On The Dot is showcasing women who are doing all kinds of amazing things so that, even if in the boardroom, you're the only one that looks like you in there, that you still have access to other women and you know other women are out there fighting the good fight and doing it and, and showing yeah. up.
1: And I believe, you know, just thinking about it and looking back, as soon as I got to whatever room I was in, that's what I would do. I would go to another woman. Mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable, of course, with someone who was like me. And so I would always go to another woman and I can't say that I remember a time when I was not embraced. And so that's a lovely memory. You just made me recall.
0: Yes. Well, and that's awesome because I I think that that probably is a little bit more unique. I think it's wonderful. And I hope that going forward, you know, as this women's movement is revving up, and I think that women are starting to have this epiphany that there's that sort of fight or flight response. And I think that oftentimes when a woman feels like, okay, I'm the only one here, I've got to protect my territory. I think there was some of that because they didn't see that abundance, right? They, they only saw one opportunity for them and they wanted to get it. Whereas I think now the, the realization and hopefully what's happening in this movement is women are starting to realize that we are so much more powerful together and supporting and connecting and promoting each other. And so that's great that you had that experience early on.
1: I'm seeing that a lot in women in general that we will come together at the drop of a hat now. So, and I love that. I'm also seeing that in the African-American women groups that it's becoming even more solidified than before. And I, I love seeing that.
0: Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the business side of things, because you obviously are you're in a really creative business. I mean, having a boutique and all the things that you love and that creative process. And I can see that coming out in you. But on the other hand... You have to do all the stuff. So how do you sort of balance all that out? You know, how do you stay creative? And, you know, you have to do payroll and figure out, you know, the taxes and do all the stuff that comes along with owning a business.
1: Well, as you all well know, there are long nights. Early mornings, the phone rings all the time. In my arena, I am it from the merchandising, the buying, the staging and styling. And of course, you know, someone has to clean the toilets. So that would be me. It definitely is a challenge. I have to say, my husband came over and mopped yesterday. So he's a big help too. So it is great to have a wonderful spouse that will, you know, just kind of roll up the sleeves and jump in there with you. But otherwise, it's just me and I've tried to lean on earlier organizational leadership endeavors that I've been associated with and that I still am associated with. My Lynx chapter, those women, usually if you ever come to any events, a lot of the volunteers are my Lynx sisters. So they really jump in and help me. And that is greatly appreciated family as well you know my daughter will come down she has two small kids she and her husband they'll come down and help so it is much family endeavor when it comes to those pieces but the day to day that's literally just me and i start with like i said on um, my drive in i meditate i pray i just try to do it all but it doesn't really feel like work it is work but it doesn't really feel like work because it is it's fun
0: Right, because you're living out your passion. You have that other side to balance it. When I first started Austin Woman, the advice that I got, which I will say that is still probably the best advice that I ever got, was do your own books for at least the first year. Understand your cash flow. And I was like, what? I was an English literature major. Math is not my forte. What are you talking about? And I have all these other things to worry about. And I remember I, you know, I struggle with it so much, but I will tell you to this day Mm -hmm. that even though I wouldn't say that it's something that I'm, oh, I love, I'm excited. I don't dread it because I understand it and I understand how powerful that tool is. I think some people get into business and they think, oh, I just get to do all the fun stuff. And that's when businesses fail because probably 75% of it is the not so fun stuff that you don't like. 25% has to be really powerful. Exactly. The other thing I'll add to that, I definitely agree with you about,
1: you know, making sure that you do the books yourself for that first year. And with me, I'm past a year now. and a year and going on three months. And so, but I'm still doing my own books. But the other thing is that I want to be here every day. Mm-hmm. I want to be here every day so that I can really meet and engage with my customers. So that's really big for me. I like to be able to at least know the face. I'm horrible with names. Yeah. Always have been. But so- I can tell you the dress that you liked, (laughs) and I can usually tell you the dress that you're probably going to get because I've seen you come in before, which things you kind of gravitate to. So I do like having that kind of reference point.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, we're always looking for great advice from women leaders. And so was there any piece of advice that you either got along the way or that you sort of come up with, you know, that you like to give out? What's that go-to thing? Mm,
1: I will definitely say, because you're going to, you know, I mean, I know you will uh, agree with this. There are going to be many, many points of fear. And I just say push through the fear. That's, that's the biggest advice because there are going to be so many things that you encounter that you'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous about that. I'm afraid of, I haven't ever done this. Like, but push through it and I guess treat it like a learning opportunity. To me, that's one of the biggest things. And then also, if there is a higher power that you believe in, mine, of course, is God. And I meditate, I pray more than I'm sure he wants me to.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that. That's awesome. And I actually bought a t-shirt a couple years ago. It's one of those life is good t-shirts, which I love. I have a ton of them. And it said it was fear, period, less period. Oh. I bought it because I actually give a talk and I talk about just entrepreneurship. And I talk about not being fearless, that as an entrepreneur, you actually shouldn't be fearless. It's irresponsible to be fearless because fearless is sort of like sometimes run and run away fast is exactly right. what you be doing. You know, so I think that just fearing less and embracing it, like you said, and saying, okay, and evaluating it. Because I think that a healthy dose of fear or that sort of churning in your stomach means you're doing something big. And if you don't have that, then what's the fun of it?
1: It's more fun when you know that you've actually gone through the fear and kind of conquered it. You know, it makes me feel good to come out on the other side and you're like, I did it. I can do it.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let me ask you, Uh Do you ever miss the nine to five, the ease of the corporate world, the 401k, the paycheck, the this?
1: not a moment, not a moment. I cannot look back and say, wow, I really miss
0: X, Y, Z. No, no. What's your favorite <laughs> thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I guess calling my own shots, you know, shot caller. Mm-hmm. Um, do it in my way. If it fails, then it's me. If it's successful, then it's me. So it doesn't matter. I just want to make sure that I get to do me. To me, it's a blessing to be able to say at the end of the day, I am truly at this juncture doing me.
0: Let's talk a little bit about role models, because obviously we're all about role models. So have you had role models in your life, like people that sort of are squirrel specific and have taught you things? And could you share a little bit about those? Um, my grandmother,
1: my grandparents, but my grandmother, she always taught me about giving back and making sure that even if you have just a little, you make sure that you give a portion of that back. And I do that. I'm doing that actually today on Giving Tuesday. My grandfather was definitely a role model, no matter what, how tired he was. He left before the sun came up, came back home when the sun was down. He was a workaholic. I don't advocate necessarily to be a workaholic, but I definitely love folks with uh, tremendous work ethics. And my husband, luckily, I married somebody like that. Same thing, but we do carve out time for each other, thank God. And, you know, but I have other role models, too. Yourself, And then different women that I've met along the way, there are just things that you pick up from different folks. I will say my best friend, who is now my sister-in-law, we didn't plan it. Wow. <laughs> What's the plan plan? That's convenient. <laughs> but, um, you know, she's been a role model. I have two other friends. They're great role models. A lot of my Link sisters taught me a lot about working quickly with quality and mm. also working together. And even though you may be able to do something yourself, sometimes it makes the load
0: lighter. Yeah, better together. One thing I love about role models, and I love that you were like, wow, I have this one and this one, I have this one, because that's really the message I think for women is that role models are everywhere. And a role model could be someone that you don't know their name. Right. You never have met in person. They can be all kinds of things. And I think that what you said is so poignant about there's sometimes there's just a little nugget from each person. And if you can take those little stones, if you will, and then build your own path yes, based on all these little stepping stones that you've collected along the way, that's what helps you see. I think that sometimes people think, oh gosh, you know, I need this mentor and I need somebody exactly like me and somebody to do this. And I think it's about really paying attention to just all kinds of stories and the diversity of their stories and their paths, and go. Wait a minute! There's one little thing that just really struck me. Exactly. And I think that's great. So, what's next for you?
1: Let's see. Next on my business path is to before, and maybe this will hold me to it for sure. Uh, <laughs> is to definitely get online. Uh, mm-hmm. That's been a little daunting. Yeah. Uh, from an e-commerce standpoint. Now, of yeah. course, you know, on the social media, and I actually have a web presence, but That is something that I really have got to conquer. That's been a little bit challenging to get online and be able to actually sell my beautiful wares online. And so that's definitely next on the horizon.
0: Okay, so if you are in
1: Austin, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me in the heart of Historic East Austin at 1717 East 12th Street, right before you get to Shikan, if you're coming from I-35.
0: Awesome. And just tell a little bit about what kinds of clothing do you have? Give us a little hint or how would you describe your boutique?
1: I will say that we have a modern design sewn together with traditional
0: tailoring. So that would definitely sum it up. Excellent. Well, and I've seen a lot of the things, not only that you've worn, and I think that also I love that things are feminine and elegant and things like that. So I think that you have some absolutely beautiful things. So I would encourage everyone to check you out. And if you are not in Austin, then we're going to all hear you along to get that e-commerce site up so that we can shop to, or people like me who can't seem to get out anywhere, but seem to always shop online. So... If
1: you see something on Instagram that you like, then definitely you can always call me and we can work it out.
0: Okay, all right. Well, that's good to know. I will definitely, you'll be hearing from me on that for sure. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here with us today and sharing your story and your journey and being such a great role model for women. And we just wish you all the best of success. We'll be watching to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you so much. Looking for more inspiration, advice, and direction? Subscribe to our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot, where we provide you with the tools and motivation you need to get out there and be the badass boss you were meant to be. Tune in to next week's episode when we sit down with Cameron Cruz, military spouse and co-founder of R Riveter. Share On The Dot with your tribe. Like, subscribe, and share onthedotwoman.com, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, or wherever you stream your favorite pods.